I've discussed in the past about davening, praying, begging for something again and again and again. And we've discussed the idea about behind the feeling of just not getting answered and how painful that is. And a few different ideas to help us understand why we don't get answered, how we will get answered, why it takes so long, and how no prayer, no tefillah ever goes to waste. But this week, I saw something very different, something so beautiful and outstanding, and it really, really talks to me. I'm sure you've heard of Chana. Chana was a woman who was childless for many, many years. And year after year, she went to the Beis HaMikdash, to the temple, and begged Hashem, poured out her heart to God, and asked for a child. A single child, that was all she wanted. And one year, she was doing the same thing at the temple, begging for a child. And the Koyin Godel, the high priest, Eli HaKoyin, he saw her and he said to her, What are you doing here, you drunkard, standing by the temple, praying, with your lips moving but no words coming out? Get out of here, you drunkard woman. Hashem, God, doesn't want drunkards at the temple. So she turned round and she said, My dear Koyan, my dear Koyan Godel, High Priest Eli, I am not drunk. Rather, I am begging Hashem for a child, but I'm letting my heart do the talking. And I don't feel like I need to use any physical words. And Eli said, Wow, if that is the case, then I bless you. Next year, you will have a child. And that's exactly what happened. A year later, she had a child and she named this child Shmuel. And this young child Shmuel became known as the great and famous Shmuel Hanavi, Shmuel the prophet. Now Shmuel was a Talmud, he was a student of Eli, the high priest. And one time, there was a question that came to Eli. And Shmuel, little Shmuel, he was a young child at the time. He was standing there. And before Eli HaKoyen could answer this question, Shmuel opened his mouth and said the answer. Eli turned round to young little Shmuel and said, Shmuel, what you said is 100% correct. But there is a halacha. There's a Jewish law which says one is not allowed to give an answer to a question if you are standing in front of your rabbi because it is extremely disrespectful. Who are you, a small little child, to give an answer to a question which I could have answered? That's what Eli is saying to him. It's disrespectful and it's so disrespectful the Jewish law says that if someone does this, if someone answers a question in front of their rabbi 
without getting permission first, they get the death penalty. So therefore, Shmuel, I don't know what to do. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to put you to death. And Chana, Shmuel's mother, was standing right there. And she came and she cried out to Eli. She said, do you not remember me? I am the woman who was standing here at the temple, praying with you to Hashem for this child. How can you put him to death? So Eli answered, you're 100% right, but there's nothing I can do about it. And what I will do is, I will pray to Hashem. And I promise you, he will give you another child very soon. And the child will be better, wiser, and more righteous than this Shmuel, who was already an extremely clever, righteous child. So Chana said back to him, It was for this child that I prayed. I don't want any other child. I want Shmuel, this child. And Eli turned around to her and said, Okay, you're right. I'm going to let him live. And that was the end of that. And Shmuel became Shmuel Hanovi, Shmuel the prophet. One of the greatest prophets ever to live. Now, many people will say that Hannah, what she meant when she said it was for this child that I begged for and I cried for, was because she had feelings. In the end of the day, it's her son and it doesn't matter what child Ailey would replace him with. She wanted this child, she had feelings for him. But this cannot be the case because we know from elsewhere that one of Hannah's Fillers. One of Hannah's prayers to Hashem was, Hashem, God, I want a child just so that he can serve you. I want a child to be completely devoted to you, Hashem. And anything you want, that's what I want for this child. So after she said that prayer, if Eli HaKoyen says and ruled that the child needs to die, then this is what Hashem wants. This is what God would have wanted. So therefore, it cannot be that Hannah was saying, I want this child, because she only wanted the child for Hashem, for God. And if God wants him to die, then she would have been happy with that. And she would have got another child. So it cannot be that the reason why she said, this is the child I prayed for, was only because she had mother, motherly feelings for this child. So it must be something else. So, Rabbi Shimshon David Pinkers, a great rabbi whose book I'm learning, he explains and he says, what Hannah meant was, it was for this child that I prayed. I davened and I begged Hashem, God, for a child. And if you give me a replacement child, then that child would come from you, Eli HaKoyin, from your prayers, from your tefillahs, and not from my tefillahs, not from Hannah's tefillahs. And therefore, the child I get instead of Shmuel will not be anything like Shmuel, because there is a massive difference with something that comes from prayers 
as opposed to something that comes without prayers. Hannah spent year after year for many, many years praying and begging Hashem for a child. And that is what made Shmuel so special. Because when Hashem, when God finally gives a gift, it comes from all those prayers and all those tefillahs together. And the gift is the most special gift ever. Whereas a gift which comes just from one prayer or from a promise of the Koyin God or Elia Koyin, that is going to be nowhere near as good as something which came from years and years of tears, years of begging and years of requesting that Hashem should give it to her. Therefore she said, I am not satisfied with anything else you give me because no child will be like Shmuel, which I begged and poured my heart out for. And that's why Eli HaKoyen, the high priest said, I agree with you, there will be no one as good as Shmuel. Therefore, he deserves to live. So we see from here, and we can learn from this story, that something which comes from our prayers, from our tefillahs, is a whole different thing. So if someone is begging for a child year after year and they finally get that child, Hashem, God blesses them with a child, then that child is going to be so different than someone who gets married and has a child immediately and doesn't beg for a child, doesn't pray for a child. It just happens just like that. The child which came through the mother's and the father's prayers, through the parents' tears, through the grandparents' tears, that child is going to be so much more special and so much more important and worth so much more, both in the eyes of the person who gets it, but also on a spiritual plane. This child is built from years of tears, years of prayers and years of tefillahs. And the same thing is if someone is lacking money and he begs Hashem to give him money. Or if someone needs a house and he begs Hashem to give a house. Or if someone needs health and he begs Hashem to give him health. Then the thing he gets after begging and crying for it is going to be worth so much more spiritually. And it's going to be so much more important than someone who gets something without begging for it and without crying for it. So therefore, yes, it's very hard when someone is begging for something and he doesn't get it. But if a person can think in the long run, think long term, eventually Hashem's going to give it to me and I'm going to get it. And not only will I get it, but it's going to be worth so much more. It's going to be a child which came through tears of prayer. It's going to be wealth or money which came through tears of prayer. It's going to be health, which came through special tears of prayer. And it is going to be so different than a person who just gets it without praying and without crying. And as I said before, I'll say again, not only is it different to the person who's been asking for it on an emotional level, but on a spiritual level, on a spiritual plane, it's very different because this thing, this physical thing is built out of spiritual prayers. If a person could put on spiritual glasses, spiritual goggles and could just see each item, 
how much kedusha it has, how much purity, how much godliness there is to each item, something which came through tefillah, something which comes through prayer, is going to be glowing and shining so much more and so much brighter than something that came without it. Therefore, yes, it's hard and yes, it's difficult. But in the long run, the thing that comes through tears and prayers is going to be worth so much more.